the McRib that I just fucking bit down really hard on had a bone in it, and I'm I am not hungry anymore. Did you look closer at it? Maybe it was a tooth, like a Cronenberg movie. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went And the USA. USA. Well, shit, I was trying to be cordial to some guys. Well, it was like pretty late last night. Uh, about, about about ten till two. I have two guys coming in from what was it like? Uh, was it like GBH or something playing at Elko? Oh, I didn't know that. There was some kind of like. Big old, old hardcore band. show, yeah. But like, these two guys come in trying to get a beer, and like, or they wanted to drink it. So I was like, "Dude, we're closing in like ten minutes. I can drink one in ten minutes." Which is, I know better. Yeah, yeah. Should always know better. Yeah. But they were like on the edge, so I didn't want to feed them like a, a shot. Although the, by the time the shot kick in, they'd be gone. Yeah. But so I'm like, fine, you know, Rainier's pay, and then they start talking to Maddie and Spooky and those guys, and you know. That's how it goes. The 10 yep. minutes tick by. Yep. And you still got a full beer sitting in front done. of you. Yeah. And so we're like, hey, chug it. You know, like, even Alfie, he had like a fucking basically like white Russian, like almost full. And he like <sighs> powered that down like a hungry, hungry lumberjack that he was dressed as. Uh, but um, but then, then those guys just didn't want to give up their beers and like, look, guys, finish it up, finish it up. Wait, we want to stay here and party. That's not how not it happening, works. bro. It's, it's not how it works. It's, yeah. We're closed. Well, they're Canadians, so they Canadians. Uh, I always see. I always feel get more uh, resistance to our liquor laws because they're just used to it, their liquor laws being on just a lawless hellscape of. Except for the law, where like if you have a twelve pack of beer in your car and it's the pack is open, even if there's like eight beers left or whatever, and they're none of them are open. If the case is open, that's driving with an open container. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. I just have them always try to, like, if they have a can or a, a plastic cup, they try to leave with their shit all the time. Yeah. And then I literally had to, well, I didn't catch them because I wasn't trying that hard, but they're, like, sprinting away, screaming, like, some shit about America, the land of the free or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, these guys end up getting the uh, treatment where Spooky's like, all right, look, guys, you got to go, and goes to grab the guy's beer and end up having to do the crush it out of his hand thing. Oh, and then fuck. all of a sudden they wanted to fucking fight. Oh, Jesus, dude. We got him out. Actually, June came in. He heard us, like, hollering at him and shit. Yeah. And so he came and, like, we had everybody. Yeah, it was, Good a, God, it was a clusterfuck. Yeah, usually when that shit goes down, like, I'm always just like, all right, I got to take it out of your hand. I, this sucks, but the laws here are fucking bullshit. Yeah. Go vote. Uh, but, like, uh, but I, I'll give him, a, you know, usually give him a chance. Like, you can chug it. I believe that's, in you. Chug that shit. We just kept doing it, and they weren't Fuck. paying attention. Well, and then when we kicked him out, they're like, you guys are not skaters. That is correct. Assessment. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would wager that you're not anymore either because you're like 50. That's a weird That's a weird that's, thing to hurl at somebody. Yep, that was the, the parting shot. <laughs> you guys are not skaters. Until we actually, I'm like cleaning and shit. And, uh, you uh, did a kickflip? No. Oh. Like they were locked out and they, they kind of took off. And then like Shotzi and Eric are sitting there talking about music and Maddie's just kind of drinking a hoppy water. And then he comes back. And, like, just stands in the doorway, like, mean-mugging the door, like a weirdo. Like, like, like a skater. To, well, yeah, like a skater. Well, 
So we just left <laughs> the out his there. Cube. That's right. Maddie went and kind of tried to talk to him. Well, because Alfie was out there, like, seeing if shit was going to pop off, too. Like, yeah. so we had this guy kind of surrounded, but I don't know what the fuck he thought was going to happen. It's like, well, you've got four dudes that are over 250 pounds. Yeah. And mostly around getting near the six-foot range. Was this guy, was this guy like Steve Cablero or some shit? Was, I, I can't think he, of a Canadian. He looked like he looked like Timmy Terror, except for really emaciated. Okay, the same hat, and the whole nine. Cool. Same. If you act like an asshole long enough, maybe they'll let me back in and yeah. drink a beer. I don't, with know, them. I don't know how that works in Canada. Oh, party with Assert you guys. your dominance. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we had to deal with. Yes, otherwise, Halloween went pretty good. Cool. Halloween's gonna go real good tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you bet. Oh, we should have played the Shags song about Halloween. We could do it now. The Shag song about Halloween? Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Oh, it's pretty good. Okay. Why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games, it's time for fun Not for just one, but for everyone The jack-o'-lanterns are all lit up All the dummies are made and stuff By the smoking you will see It's this time of year again It's Halloween, it's Halloween All the kids are happy That was a weird one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, the conversation. Yep. Uh, welcome back. Okay. Well, well, I was going to welcome back Will from Kansas. Yeah. First. Welcome back from Kansas. Oh. How was that? Yeah. We went to the John Brown Water Park. Wow. And they had the little cutout where you put your heads through of of John Brown hack, hacking somebody to, apart with a sword. Nice. For, for real. No. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? They like, should have. They'll let you, walk, you, they'll let you, you build the, the creation museum there, but they won't let you build them. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk in the door, he's like, and you get a sword, and you, you get, get a sword. A sword. Here's, okay. a bi- here's your Bible. Here's yep. your sword. Here's your Bible. Here's your sword. And there are there are ten racists walking around the water park. Right. See if you can find them and hack their limbs off. <laughs> yeah. What would be, what would the like the main slide be? Like the Emancipator? Something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where you like... You come down the chute and you land in fucking Harper's Ferry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the freedom slide. And then yeah. they hang you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now now I feel like that's a good enough cold <laughs> open. Uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. If you're listening to these sequentially, you should have just got fucking every orifice filled with nothing but content last week. Because we, we put out a buttload. Yeah. What, like two well, and a half, three hours? Yeah, Halloween's, mm-hmm. Halloween's got two episodes, and then there's like the third Osage one after that, and then this one's coming up. Yeah, we didn't want to bust up uh, 
your span of attention. Oh yeah, there'll be another one. Well, basically you're gonna get all the Osage ones and then in order. And and in order. And plus that bonus Halloween one. So hope everybody enjoyed that. But now we're something completely back, different. Back to business. And we're gonna do a big one. Because we've waited for four years. Oh, is this World War II? Because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this until two days ago. For some <laughs> reason, this is one that's always eluded me. Or Actually, I, the, the movie did a, a fair to midland job on, on some of it. But Are we finally doing The Mask of Zorro? Mm-hmm. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit. I forget. What's his... Uh, trying to use his real name to confuse Tony. Oh. Google keeps crashing on me again. Robert Leroy Parker. Yeah, what do you know about Robert Leroy Parker? I mean, sounds like an assassin. Not particularly. He's what Bob, what Bob. what might happen if he's just said? But Bob, he's, Bob he's, Lee Parker sounds like a like a Toyota dealership in Renton or something. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not the name he's famous for using. What Bob, if he was Bob. really Butch Cassidy? Yeah. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. Eight ninety nine. Higher. Higher. Nine ninety nine. That's it. Nine ninety nine. You want a million bucks? 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 Wow. Skin of my teeth. Skin of the teeth by Will telling you half the answer. <laughs> hey, man, take all the help I can hey, get. Hey, uh, Native American war leader, uh, Crazy... Dave. Oh, crazy Chicken. Dave. Magpie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Butch Cassidy. So what do you know about Butch, aside from the banging soundtrack on the movie? Uh, I know, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit. They ride a bicycle. Yeah. And then they're shot. A bone mm-hmm. shaker. No, it's like a more modern by that, so fucking that ten, was like ten speed huffy eighteen nineties or eighteen nineties. Yeah. yeah, but they they might have got shot by the whole Bolivian army like the end of the movie. Bolivian army? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess if you haven't seen the movie, I have really yeah. in the dark. <laughs> well, that's the thing is now we're raising questions for Tony. Did the Bolivian army come to like Utah? Yeah, right. That's Did what they, I'm like. The, what? <laughs> Got bicycles, Bolivians. Oh man, you're in for it. Holy shit! And the other story is that he didn't, and he lived out his days in Spokane and wore a mega hat. Oh, like sweet. the rest of Spokane. One of those fucking things. Oh, I saw. A Let's go, Brandon bumper sticker on the way to go pick up Will today. Yay! Yeehaw! <laughs> I like, still like how they think they're being so clever. <laughs> just write, just fuck, fuck Joe Biden. Biden. Just write it how on your fucking that? bumper sticker, dude. <laughs> no. Fucking pussies. Anyway. <laughs> so, Will, let her buck with your comic sense and lovely NPR voice. There was a book about uh, by William T. Phillips called The Bandit Invincible, who claimed to know Butch since childhood. Larry Pointer, who is another author and from Montana, this is why he fucked it all up. He said that uh, Phillips was actually Butch since they looked the same. Like old? <laughs> two like, arms, two legs, one yeah. head. That's him. <laughs> the white guy in the 1800s. Yeah. But so he, he writes a book saying that uh, maybe that was the book I, I found out too, that uh, the Wild Bunch actually did try to, they planned a robbery in Dickinson, but never went through with it. Oh, wow. They would have gotten. Yeah, because they just. <laughs> what was there to rob in Dickinson back then? Sh- uh, yeah, 18, what, 18, 1890s. 1890s-ish. So it would have been Here's Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt would have gone down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, that's who that is. Oh, it's the crazy dueling Frenchman and the fucking psychotic humor president, <laughs> yeah, right. president with a giant rifle. But I'm just thinking, so like, maybe leave that money alone. Show up and you're like, give me all your prairie dogs or yeah. whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, back then it was still uh, a lot of ranching, and then uh, there was some coal and sheep. There was, I got pictures of um, early, I think it's even early 1900s of like Villard Street, like the Main Street. There's still just like wagon loads of like sheep pelts, and then there's cool. some modern cars and shit like that. Huh. Yeah. 
But uh, so Phillips never claimed to be Butch, but Pointer thought he was Butch. But Pointer later recants everything once he finds a, a picture of, of Phillips as uh, Alias Wilcox, who is a, 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 was a mugshot from prison at the same time Butch was there. Oh, so, so alibi. Kinda, your yeah. alibi is you're both in prison? Mm-hmm. So that's that's bullshit. I suppose we could do a whole episode on it, but it's just bullshit. Throw it in with like Brushy Bill and all the other fake mm-hmm. shit. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, what is it, the king of California and the fucking... Baron of Arizona and oh, any yeah. other. Extra. Oh, what? Yeah, what was that guy? The San Francisco. Yeah, he was like the king of San Francisco. Or the fuck was his name? No, I, I actually one of the guys that used to uh, bartend at the at the Lobo, which was what my the, my bar used to be called. Uh, he moved down to San Francisco and he opened a bar called. I think just getting of California. We were lo- <clears throat> his, Gar- Garner, Garner and I were looking at pictures of it the I other thought day. he had a fucking weird he had a title it was like he do, told everybody that he was the, Vice, the Viceroy it was like emperor emperor something emperor norton emperor oh, norton so his bar is called emperor norton's booze emporium down in san francisco so, it's still yeah. there yeah we were, uh, garner and i were looking at pictures yeah. of their dirty alleyway kind mm-hmm. of patio area and yeah it looks kind of cool that guy's that guy's rad because uh he i only met him like the one time but he uh he was up visiting and and uh, i was bartending he showed up and he's like yeah my bar he's like once you start working there, uh, I force you to take shots the whole time you're working, and if you can't keep up, then fuck you, you're fired. <laughs> so he wow. just they just take shots like every half an hour. That is sort of the and opposite just policy of what we're trying to do. It is just like busier than fuck. He's like, yeah, it's like crazy busy. So he's like, that's how I know you're a good bartender. If you could take shots if, every half hour for the whole shift and be, be fine. Fucking brain, brain, brain damaged and so like. <laughs> totally. I can't count. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> but uh, Christian Hyden, he was 15 at the time. He remembers vividly years later, in the early 1890s, that he was driving a stagecoach on the Gray Bull River in Wyoming there, and a man rode up, and he was dragging an angry mountain lion behind him on a rope. That was you don't forget that. Pecos Bill or Davy Crockett or two? No. no. Well, he didn't shoot lasers out of his eyes. So oh, lightning. The smiling cowboy with the snarling kitty cat was Butch Cassidy. Whoa. All right. <laughs> So Butch was 25 at the time. Uh, which, which, you know, Butch looks thick. Yeah. Like, like he might beat the shit out of something. Yeah. God, he looks like somebody I know. Well, you probably know Butch Cassidy. Then. Yeah, he's probably still alive. Still alive. Went to high school with him. Yep. So by that time, he only had one bank robbery under his belt and some small-time rustling. Uh, his first arrest was for stealing jeans and a pie. Pie jeans. Is it jeans in a pie? Or and a pie. Oh, jeans and a pie. Okay, okay. He went into town because he wanted jeans, but the clothier was closed, so he broke in, stole some jeans and some pie. It, it specifies some pie, not a pie. At least I know he's not greedy. He didn't take all the jeans. Well, then he, he didn't take all the pie. And then he left an IOU. Oh, and signed with his, his name. name on it. Yes, and then <laughs> and then the the clothing store owner came after him for that <laughs> Fuck shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, so he had a good sense of humor, obviously. Yeah. Especially if you're towing a 150-pound kitty cat. Uh, so Cassidy thought it'd be... Is that what a good sense of humor is? Mm-hmm. The ability to wrestle abuse, large animals and subdue them? <laughs> but he was taking the kitty cat into the town to Embar to the saloon, which... Oh, which, perfect. Like a Roy Bean type situation, mm-hmm. like come see the dance hall cougar or yep. whatever. Or you like let it loose in the bar, so when the bartender's distracted, you just run back there and start slamming shots. Or when it's 2 a.m. and the fucking Canadians won't leave, you let them... <laughs> Unleash it on them? Let peaches Release out of the cage. Release the cougar. Yep. Uh, Butch liked to ride and bet on horses, 
go to Friday night dances, play poker and faro, and the harmonica. Wow. Shoot at targets. Same time. Sip old crow and chat up ladies. You have described every gunfighter mm-hmm. we've ever talked about. And fool with children. Not like Michael Jackson. But oh. oh, I was like, what? <laughs> More like, got your nose. Uh, but he told uh, everybody that his name was George Cassidy, but in reality, he's, he's Robert Leroy Parker. Born poor in Beaver, Utah. Beaver, Utah. Ooh. Soon he'll have a two-year stay in prison. And after that, he really gets to work on being a criminal. Right. He takes it seriously. Yeah, and his family, what, what, I think his mom was Irish, his dad was English immigrants, and they had converted to Mormonism before they came to the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's an unusual move. Yeah. Become Mormon in, in Europe? It, yeah. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, really. That's but where they got- Missionaries? A lot of their, a lot of the people with money came from like England and helped kind of support the church when they moved west. Uh, I see. Yeah. I thought it was more like the first more missionaries, like, well, where do they actually speak English? Where can we send people? And actually in Iceland at, at Westman Island, there's like a monument to, because some missionary made it all the way up out to Iceland just to, I'm sure they told him to get the fuck out, but they at yeah. least made him put up a, a sign that said, Mormons are here. Yeah, no, thank you. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be keeping worshiping Odin. <laughs> Uh, so for a poor Mormon boy, Butch did read a lot of books. Uh, let her show he could turn the phrase nicely. Uh, Butch didn't kill people, and neither did really anybody he rode with. They were called the Wild Bunch. Pretty Not, wild. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. They would butt chug wine and yep. ride their horses like a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they did beat up people once in a while. Even Butch conked a railroad conductor over, over the head with the, the barrel of yeah, his forty-five at one do point. A little buffaloing. Yep. Just make them... No, you're serious. That's and, right. And uh, aside from one late career exception, no one ever died in any of the holdups. And they didn't really rob normal people, just banks and railroads. So what's that usually like the formula for? Uh, Like if you're not killing people and you're only robbing from the rich. Oh, you're yeah, yeah. You're a fucking uh, like, folk hero Robin yeah, Hood type. Pretty much. Which makes it easier for you to hide yeah. and mm-hmm. keep totally, robbing yeah. shit. Endear yourself to the masses and, you know. Instead mm-hmm. of coming into town, whomping and whooping and raping and roping and shooting and farting and whatever, and, you know, <laughs> tip your hat to the ladies. And you are absolutely right. We need to move to Washington D.C. There we mm-hmm. go. I, I wanted to run as the the aunt, honest uh, the uh, p- politician. Just say he's like, I got drug and alcohol problems and no. I owe money for child support. I also just shit my vote, pants. Don't vote for me. And I'm sure you'd get elected. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. And and the negative uh, ads they would run is like, this guy's full of shit. He's yeah. actually a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck it. There you go. Flip it, man. He only drinks light beer mm-hmm. and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Weed is not a drug. <laughs> uh, but risk was great for railroad robbery because that was a capital crime in the day, though. Oh my God! That's how you could get federally legalized weed. Is run for, run for politics? No, run for politics. Sorry, I was still on that line. Run for politics and be like, you know, tell everybody that you have like drug problems because you smoke tons of weed, and then you, you know, the people in power will be like, oh, make it legal. See, he he doesn't have a drug problem. It's not even a drug. Shit's legal. <laughs> right. Yep. There you go. Uh, one of Butch's cohorts, Tom Blackjack Ketchup. Oh, is that the guy that got decapitated from yep. the fucking yep. static line mm-hmm. from last uh, last Hollow Howdyween? But he robbed a train, and nobody was hurt in that, but he was hanged in New Mexico for that. His head come clean off. But Butch was subtle in his leadership, and some researchers questioned he was that, that he was a leader at all, because uh, occasional gang member Harvey Logan was more of a tough guy. He well, was so Kid a, Curry. He was the loud asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never trust a man with two first names. Yep. He had a thicker file at Pinkerton headquarters. 
Because he's a loud asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, file. I was okay. I was like, "That's how he escapes from jail." It's yeah, got a big, <laughs> thick file. It's the size of a human arm. Yeah, <laughs> but he was kind of fierce and pitiless without pity. But I pity the fool. Uh, so he, one would think he could easily dominate a gang, but uh, Butch was just kind of easy guy and just kind of you know. Uh, he wasn't judgmental and praised Logan for his temperament and marksmanship. And you know that you know people, subordinates really love when you're screaming at them all the time and mm-hmm. bragging and threatening them. That's what. That's probably like uh, Butch was so chill, right? So like he got along with everybody in the gang. Yeah. And then this guy's kind of a hot, the other guy's like a hothead. So he's just like, yeah, sure, buddy. Butch is like, yeah, sure, you're you're the leader. Don't worry. But everybody actually listened to Butch. Yeah, even in the movie, the the Logan character is like, you know, that's where they have their fight at the beginning. If you remember that? Nope. Nope, we sure haven't don't. seen it. But it was played by the guy from the Munster, or not the Munster's Adams family, Lurch. Oh, oh shit. sweet. Jesus. Big guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Logan had already established himself as a master thief. He once managed to steal a pack of bloodhounds that was after him. What? <laughs> That's fucking rad. That's some Davy Crockett shit. <laughs> what do you need to snort him a tune out of his nostril that hypnotized him? Or... <laughs> but he was called Varmint Supreme. <laughs> New at Taco Bell, the Varmint Supreme. <laughs> Just a chalupa with a hairy tail hanging out of it. That's like the one of those old posters, the fucking uh, Roadkill Cafe or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, he killed people like Pike Landusky. Okay. Mountain Jack Pike Sandusky. No. Oh. Uh, in places like One-Legged Jew Jake Sloan. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that one stuck up on me. Sorry. Just some Dr. Seuss terrific, like... <laughs> So he seemed like he could he could be a leader of a gang, but yeah. And he got a big nickname, Kid Curry, and he got a common law wife from one of the most prestigious whorehouses in the West. Were these like the <laughs> gifts he received upon receiving his promotion, or something? Mm-hmm. It's like the company car, and like yep. And he had a seriously bushy mustache, so that that would be enough to to make you a leader. But Butch had charisma. And one gang member said, in quote, in many ways, Butch was the wisest outlaw I knew, and he could depend on his hunches, because he had a hunchback. Yeah. Uh, camel, camel man. <laughs> yep. A Wyoming judge who sent him to prison later pleaded to have him pardoned. He's uh, so nice. Let yep. me go. Uh, so Butch was about five foot nine. I, I looked that up. Paul Newman's about five ten, even though he seems like a little guy. He's, is that who played him in the movie? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. Is oh, that's, I knew Robert Redford was in that. I didn't realize Paul Newman was the other guy. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't too big to crush a horsey because he would uh, race him. Square-jawed and sandy-haired. Good looking, but not too much. <laughs> He's not my type. That's I kind saw. of an underhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for that lazy eye and missing tooth and deviated septum, and <laughs> hair fork, lip, forked tongue, and, yeah. <laughs> and his hunch. Uh, but he had standards. One time he was served jackrabbit at a backcountry inn, and he quietly rose from the table and went outside and shot a cow so everybody could have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Whose cow is it? Does it matter? <laughs> there was so much of that shit during, like, the cattle drives and shit where they would just, you know, you'd have a herd of all the cattle you're trying to sell, but you can't eat those. But you pass by some dirt farmer's thing, and it's like, ha ha. And a couple cowboys go shoot a cow and... Clandestinely, you'll butcher it, and then you're eating beef instead of eating armadillo and jackrabbit. Shit. All right, but he was said to be generous, though not really a Robin Hood guy giving back to the people. But people did like to tell a story about he paid off uh, how he paid off a widow's mortgage one day, and then the next day went and robbed that bank, got his money back. Got his money back. Sweet. It's probably how, bullshit, that's though. How, that's how you do it. Uh, but if you tugged at his heartstrings, he might spot you a ten dollar gold piece or give you a singed dynamite bill. 
Oh, like fucking because they'd, they'd blow the safes, so some of the yep. bills would be. Have oh, I thought when you were saying singe dynamite, I thought it'd be like, ha ha, you're either getting a 10 gold piece or I'm handing you this a lit stick of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Bugs Bunny. Oh, it's like a fucking videodrome when the guy sticks a, that pulsating videotape into fucking bro's uh, stomach. Yeah. And pulls out and his his arm is like replaced with a bomb. Well, you know. He blows up. Based on a true story. Cronenberg. <laughs> How's your uh, sandwich doing? Has it started becoming self-aware? It hasn't, it hasn't grown any legs yet, so that's <laughs> <Okay>. good. <laughs> I haven't heard it scream either, so we're, we're off to a good start. Uh, one ex-girlfriend said, Butch took care of more people than FDR and with no red tape. It doesn't look like oh. it's a tooth. I think it's just bone. Okay. Now, the question is, is the bone of the creature that that thing is composed of or one of the person one of the or one of the persons that was working oh, to yeah, assemble yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like they gotta feed the sa- they grow the sandwiches right they have to feed them they oh, gotta yeah. feed them like little rats oh yeah shit. they got the well I was picturing more like a tank kind of situation and mm-hmm. some kind of nutrient rich fluid oh sure and yeah. then you could just kind of run a bubbler like an aquarium and they'll, mm-hmm. it kind of takes care of it itself you gotta you gotta use black light though they, they don't respond oh, yeah, well no. to UV you know or to uh, neon or yeah. I'm just, well I'm saying that after they're grown when they like they before they put them in the hot case, they got to, they feed them like feeder mouse. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they dissolve the bones after you know enough yeah, time. Yeah, and if you unhook, I think it, I just ate it too early. If you untether the nutrient, the nutrient uh, tube too too quick, they can't. They don't always digest it the whole way. So that's probably what happened with that's your. Probably sandwich. what happened. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat. The, well, I mean, I eat, them all the, I eat them all the time. Those the fake McRibs from AMPM. That's what that is. And um, so. Hey, I've had like three or four of them. I've They're made out of that or... monster that does the commercials. Yeah. Oh, that thing's oh, nightmare God. fuel. Tim, guess what are you doing? Tim, guess that compliment bar. <laughs> it's a condiment bar. Compliment bar. A condiment bar. Compliment. Condiment. Tumgus gotta go. AMPM, too much good stuff. The snack monster. Especially that, like his forearms, are, it's like he's part bionic because most of them have food products, but his arms are like uh, paper cups and shit. Oh, yeah. So he's kind of a cyborg with a weird Cheeto beard. And any of you that don't live around AMPM are going to be completely confused, but we'll we'll probably have to put him up on Insta. He'll go up on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Butch was outgoing, but Sundance could be introverted and surly. Uh, many who researched Butch said the money, uh, movie mostly got it right, at least his charisma and spirit anyway. But Butch was born April 13, 1866 in Beaver. His parents, uh, Maximilian and Ann Parker, were married nine months and one day earlier. Wow. Oh, shit. They fucking... <laughs> right off the bat, dude. Just, well, just, yeah, straight up, like, timing. Do you think Do you think they got married in the next day, like, they fucked, or they just fucked for, like, a, like a week straight? They, yes, because pregnancies are always exactly done. So yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. His dad was part of the Mormon militia, but he didn't get to participate in the Mountain Meadows Massacre. Oh, oh poor guy. Or the Circleville Massacre. Oh. No. Uh, but Butch's paternal grandfather was baptized into the LDS Church November 7th, 1840, uh, the same day his parents threw him out because uh, uh, of the house in Lancashire County, England. Because he was baptized into the church. Of- yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sail from Liverpool in 1856 to America. And then they go to Iowa City and then pull handcarts all the way to Utah like you do. Ah. So Wolf. it's basically mm-hmm. like the opposite of a wheelbarrow for... Yep. That fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, so his mom and dad meet in 1864 at a church-sponsored theater group. I'm sure they had a, a banger there. Doing um, Jesus Ni- Christ Superstar. No, they were doing Ninja 3 The Domination. Oh. That was like one of the, it was really popular <laughs> back then. Uh, so his dad was said to be a natural comedian and Anne was a good singer. All right. So they could have been vaudeville with uh, 
Tony Paltroon and yeah. whatever his other the other guy with the burning hole in his coat after oh yeah Pat uh, Masterson's Foy Eddie yeah, Foy Eddie Foy. So his dad was uh, gone most of the time, taking any odd job, and they're kind of poor most of the time. Well, they're uh, pulling fucking handcarts across the mm-hmm. American continent. Yes, I would say they're likely poor or they're masochists. Uh, Butch would eventually have twelve siblings. His grandpa Robert, I guess that's probably his wife's or his uh, mom's mom's dad since the other guys threw him out. They ran the general store in Washington, Utah, served as postmaster, and was twice elected judge. Wow. But to soldiers and sheriffs, he was a wanted man. What? Because of polygamy. Oh, fuck. Great. <laughs> he only had one extra wife, though. Oh, man. Compar- That's like the only thing that I don't have a problem with, with fucking the LDS. It's yeah. just like, fuck, whatever, I, fine. Yeah, get it. It's your bank account, dude. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But uh, Brigham Young had 55 wives. Well, but yeah, but he, one is not too They're bad. not all in the same house, though. No. They'd have to go on the, the tour circuit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so his grandpa faced a few trumped-up charges of stealing stamps. Ooh. But he never served any time, but it was called Cockleberry Jim. What? What? His, that's what they called him? Cockleberry? Yep. That sounds like a great insult. I'm going to start calling people that. Cockleberry. Well, cockleburrs, it probably is the same thing. It's, yep. Because he had burrs and thistles in his beard and oh, clothing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it the Sasquatch? No, he would hide out in the bushes to avoid the marshals. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> of his one extra wife. Gotcha. Yeah, some trumped up ass charges on this guy. You know, here's just a mild-mannered Sasquatch tending a post office. Might have grabbed a couple stamps for himself and has an extra wife. Yep. That's the like, worst thing in the world. <laughs> I just looked up, what, Cockleberry? Yeah. Oh, I see. This is Urban Dictionary. Cock and berry. <laughs> it uh, wadded up balls of crusty poo. They oh. accumulate on your wrinkly nutsack hair. Because you're always... Jesus. That's not wiping the right way. Because you're always shoving your nuts up your pet's butt? What? <laughs> I haven't been on Urban Dictionary in a while. That's pretty great. Yeah, it seems to That's need some, some verification. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Butch reveled in his latchkey kid LDS hijinks. He uh, set out some wine he stole from a Gentile neighbor and for the chickens to drink, and he laughed as they stumbled around. Awesome. <laughs> what are you doing today? Getting, the, about chickens getting the chickens drunk. drunk. <laughs> I wonder if that changed the quality of the eggs at all. Mm, like liquor some, eggs. Yeah, there you go. That's your yeah. chicken barge. Hell yeah. <laughs> liquor eggs. Were we talking about like crossbreeding them with scorpions, so they're kind of spicy eggs too? Yes, or feeding them scorpions. Feeding them scorpions. And, yeah, scorpions and booze. Liquor eggs was kind of a thing when I was in uh, Ger- <laughs> in Germany. They had uh, uh, around uh, Easter, like the fucking oh chocolate eggs. They full have of booze. chocolate eggs full of booze yeah. at the Class Six, which is the uh, the post liquor store. Mm-hmm. So of course nobody's buying these fucking things really, but then they'd go on sale like a week after Easter. So they were like. A buck for like a box of like twelve of them oh, of assorted fuck. flavors. I bought like six boxes and we just <laughs> eat them throughout the. Yeah, you know, it's not a great way to get a buzz. But no, yeah, they were delicious though. I mean, they were really good. Liquor edibles. The ones, the ones full of brandy were fucking excellent. The ones with whiskey were kind of rough. That's what I, I remember. Uh, my my grandma would always get the little chocolate bottles. Yeah, they were full of booze. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a great way to get fucking wasted. Man, yep. Now I really want some right now though. Like I just got to yearning for i haven't had them in years well we should do that and we should also do what butch did which was organize kid rodeos of course where you're like roping children or Mm -hmm. (laughs) mutton busting and he built a raft and offered rides around a pond the fuck and he also raced mormon crickets what like those big fucking nasty crickets that were like one of the main protein sources for the utes back in the, the old old days i'm just trying to imagine people riding on them 
No, you just got to, like, turtle races. You don't oh, ride those. You need a shrink ray for that. Yes. Uh, so Butch's family was poorer than most. His father, Maxie, not a great farmer. Well, yeah, he's racing bugs and floating around. A, is he charging the kids for the rides around the pond on his dirty pallet? Probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Entrepreneur. Perfect. Entrepreneur. But it was a small-time outlaw named Mike Cassidy that led Butch astray. Mm-hmm. That was when Butch was about 17 or so. But his first criminal act was, he was 12 when he rode into Beaver and stole the jeans. Jeans and the pie. Yep. I didn't, 12 even, he, he I, I didn't realize he was 12 when he did that. Oh, awesome. I was picturing more like an 18, 19-year-old. So he starts palling around with this dude with the last name Cassidy. Is this why he changes his name to Cassidy? <laughs> he mm-hmm. does. Okay. Because he didn't want to embarrass also, his family. Also, Cassidy gotcha. is an assumed name for the Cassidy guy anyway. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because he's an outlaw. So it's like the Ramones? Yeah. Okay. So uh, so he steals and uh, leaves an IOU, but the uh, owner didn't think it was funny, so the sheriff had to ride out. And- that makes so much more sense that he was like 12 when he did that, because mm-hmm. when you said it, I was imagining like a, a grown-ass man. I was like, all yeah. right, this guy's like on the spectrum or He's something. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, basically, the his dad just had to pay up money yeah. for the jeans. 50 cents. But even for a kid to do that, that's kind of tight. He's just like, hey, man, that's an IOU. That's just as good yeah, as money. Yeah. Yep. So Butch and his mom hire out to the Marshall Ranch. Uh, Jim Marshall was a notorious rustler. Butch helped out for about a year. Then Mike Cassidy showed up at the ranch looking for work. And he was a cool guy. Cool uncle. Yep. Wasn't that like a dairy ranch type situation rather than beef? Uh, that I don't have. I don't uh, know. That's what a, my research indicated. So I'm just picturing like doing a lot of hand milking cows. Mm. But not having to do too much severe cowboy shit. Yeah. I'm also imagining uh, the this Cassidy dude showing up, and he's just got like popped collar and a fucking yeah, le- leather jacket. He's the on. fucking Fonz. E- yep. Yeah, yep. punches a cow on the side, and the milk all comes out into a bucket. <laughs> oh! <laughs> when you said that, like I know you were probably picturing like pissing out of the teats. Yeah, I'm picturing like the whole the whole bottom <laughs> dropping out of the cow. <laughs> Woof. Anyway, that type of cool guy wasn't common in Utah, and still isn't. <laughs> But he was just a few years older than Butch at the time. Yeah, but Butch looked up to him as a mentor, kind of a big brother yep. that, that he didn't have because he was born one day after his parents fucked. Yep. Or, or nine, <laughs> nine, nine months and one day. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but the two were inseparable. Okay. Like that movie stuck on you? Oh, I was thinking like a we got ass to mouth. Type no, of like no. a human centipede? Yeah. Jesus. They got no, they got stuck in a finger trap. Shachi yep. was describing the bar as a human centipede last night. Like apparently she decided she's the last in the train. Okay. So, uh, I don't know why like I don't get it. But Riley's if, the mouth. I don't know what I guess. You always want to be the first. Don't yeah. you? You do, but man. Like, Shachi they, comes up they with just some fucking bangers when she's high and right. You just eat a bunch of McRibs and just pass it along. Yeah. Right? Uh, doesn't change that much. Careful back there, journey. that one had a bone in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. For years, the people of Babel have been teaching people languages from throughout the world. Like French. Oh, baguette. Or Italian. It's a spicy meatball. And the Ruski. Totsiaski. Now, Babel has come up with a new language program. Mountain Man. Yes, learn to speak Mountain Man in less than four weeks or your money back. Move a green horn, I gotta make beaver. Translates to, step aside, novice, I'm in a hurry. Or, Ford up, them engines about to count coup. Translates to, the Lehman Brothers are about to attempt a corporate takeover. Order yours today, and in four to six weeks, we'll send you a real life Mountain Man. Psst, 
responsible for feeding and bathing your mountain man. He'll teach you to speechify. And if you're not satisfied with your mountain man, you can return on the next rendezvous. So, talk like a mountain man from Bevel, from Bolts of Wire! But a few months after Mike quits and Butch goes with, uh, Mike had his own stolen cattle and they went to the remote Henry Mountains where they meet up with a grizzled old varmint named Cap Brown. Did he just have his, like, stolen cattle in storage while he's working at this other place? Well, this is where they get to Robber's Roost. No. Which is a refuge on the Dirty Devil River there Mm -hmm. in Utah. Robber's Roost is a refuge on the river? Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, so the water, it could turn your turds into plaster of Paris, they said. Nice. <laughs> oh, if, uh, don't drink it. Or do drink it. If oh, you so you need, don't have to wipe. If you need plaster of Paris yeah. or anything, mm-hmm. you can construct bricks and artisanal yep. sculpture. I'm going to read that cockleberry thing again. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike sells his cattle to Brown, but didn't take Butch with and said, quote, you're too good for where I'm going. Oh, so Butch goes back to Circleville for a he, while. He basically did the Han Solo to Luke almost, or no? What the hell? Like, there's some kind of movie reference there, but yeah, it's a, it's a trope. Mm-hmm. It's a trope. <laughs> <laughs> Waterworld. It's a trap! It's a trap! Also, who's cat? Uh, but uh, Butch finally leaves home for good at age 18 rather quickly, possibly because he just said wrestled some neighbors' horsies or signed a false bill of sale for those horsies. Uh, in the spring of 1884, he went to Colorado, riding a mare named Babe. Right. You sure? <laughs> Wasn't a pig? Could be. Right. Yep. At or first, a bl- or a blue ox, mm-hmm. or a baseball player. Yep. At first, he and two childhood friends went to Telluride. Telluride. To Telluride. Yeah. To what? Is that the name of a town? It's Telluride. Telluride. It's famous for skiing. Now, Telluride, fucking nope. Colorado. No. Nope. Then on to Burnt Fork, Wyoming. That's back, back before they learned how to do heroin properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> damn it, it keeps falling through, through the, the fucking God damn it. Uh, that's where he meets uh, LZ Lay. Not Lazy Lay. Yeah. yeah. Don't even wake up for that one. Right. <laughs> uh, but basically, that's kind of his best friend. So that's where the movie kind of mixes things up and said Sundance was his best friend, but it was really this guy. Following spring, they moved to the Code Brothers Ranch on the North Platte in Nebraska. By fall, they moved to Chugwater, Wyoming. I've been there. <laughs> Chugwater? Yep. Sweet. They got a sweet sign with a bison on it, and it's not very big. But he hires onto a big uh, land and cattle company there, uh, Swan. Uh, they have 160,000 beeves. Out there, in, I believe that's in Thunder, the Thunder Basin. Mm-hmm. Land the size of Connecticut. Yeah. It was uh, privately owned, but then opened as a public company. Uh, he worked there for a year and a half. Then he borrows $25 to get to Butte. Uh, a year later, the man who lent him the $25 received $100 in the mail with a note saying, quote, if you don't know how I got this, you will someday. Oh, that's... I'm going to be famous. Yep, because he probably stole it. He did, but I mean, you don't tell people that. <laughs> Uh, hey, this money I'm paying you back is probably evidence, so spend it quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the fall of 1886, he leaves Butte. Uh, the winter of 86, 87 was really bad, uh, resulting in a lot of die-offs. That's probably from that uh, one painting by that, or what's his name? From C.M. Remington? Russell? Yeah, Russell. That's oh. the big die-up. And, uh, the big die-up? Yeah. 
Yep. Cool. I never heard it called that. Yeah, instead of a roundup, it's a die-up. A die-up. Perfect. January 2nd, 1887, a snowflake was measured at 15 inches in diameter. One snowflake? Mm-hmm. I do That's not believe you. Once again, Davy Crockett level horse shit. Yeah. You know why it is? Huh. Because it took place in Miles City. Oh, God. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> it also melts in Miles. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles City, you lions, cocksuckers. Oh, so they just can't measure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That makes more sense. That track. Look at the size of that thing. Look at the size of that snowflake. It's just like it's like a wagon wheel. Fifteen inches, man. So, no, it's a, a wagon, wagon wheel covered, covered in, in frost. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen such a gigantic snowflake, Ethel? Call the children. So Butch goes back to to Helly Ride, uh, traveling through the bad winter there. There he meets a man racing horses and becomes his partner and jockey. I don't know if you rode the man or the horse. I both. I guess I worded that wrong. They both need exercise. <laughs> His horse won a lot and gained some sort of fame from it. June 1888, uh, Butch went to retrieve a colt he left with a rancher on the San Miguel River. What the fuck? I just Googled largest snowflake ever, and the first like little thing just says 15 inches. Montana, wow. 1887. Yep. Oh, shit. All right, <laughs> Miles City, you're off the hook this time. <laughs> they have the world's largest baby, though. Yeah, well, that's fucking... Uh, Creepy crawler, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's no. So it was it was uh, written down, but it, there's no like evidence that it ever existed. Mm. But they didn't save it in a jar. <laughs> Get it laminated. So he leaves this uh, uh, horsey there, but uh, the horse named Cornish. Four years had passed, and the rancher barely remembered Butch. And they argued about how much Butch owed the rancher for keeping his horse for four years. Look, when, when I left this horse here, it had like six miles on it. I'm coming back. The odometer <laughs> spun over. <laughs> so they argue about it, and then later uh, Butch just comes back and steals the horse. And that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. About a week later, Butch was arrested 70 miles from there at the town of Ophir, Aha, but Colorado. it's my horse, bitch. Uh, he's taken to jail in Montrose, but was released on bond, and a court date set uh, in the future. He's sure to show up for that. Mm-hmm. Court date set in the future? <laughs> the year 2021. <laughs> Fucking beam him through space and time. Yeah. Then Butch and his friend uh, continue horsey racing there, taken in with Tom McCarty, uh, who is a former brother-in-law of the other guy, uh, Warner, who had served time in a Nevada prison for robbing a railroad station in Elko, and he was married to Warner's sister, Teeny. Mm, Who? Teeny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So too many white guys heard about the ringer that they're running, named Betty. Okay. They're running a ringer. So they go to a Navajo camp to, uh, to gamble on the horsies with them. So they raced a half-blind pony named Whiteface and won. <laughs> no death perception. It's okay. Yep. But the Navajo realized they are being hustled and refused to pay up. So one of the Navajos started to lead away uh, the, the half, half-blind horse. And McCarty wrestled him to the ground and began beating him in front of the rest of the tribe. McCarty wasn't done, though. He shot a, a Navajo that he thought it was moving suspicious-like. Moving suspicious-like? Like he was... Dancing the robot or... Like, or like <laughs> fucking Spider-Manning his way up the wall like a vampire. Like, <laughs> it's like a deadite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Butch and Warner braced for a counterattack, but instead of attacking, the Navajo focused on the man that was dying, not, not wanting to get any more people killed over a dumb horse race. Right. But that... Sad instant kind of brought the end of horse racing. Besides, winter was coming up anyway, so they ride off to Denver. Well, they never did any horse races after that? Uh, well, they, Butch, were, they were outlawed forever. Chug water. Oh, it just disappeared. That fucking Google keeps going. It's like 224 people now. 224 <laughs> in Chugwater. Got it. 
But Butch does does go back to Montrose for his court case. Two forty four. Oh wow. But the the other two guys, McCarty and Warner, go to Denver and they robbed Denver's first national bank and got away with twenty one thousand dollars from the bank. Holy fuck. It's on sixteenth and Larimer if you want to go look it up, Ben Hyman. That was March 30th, 1889. Uh, McCarty threatened to blow up the bank with a beaker of nitroglycerin. Yes. But it was actually mineral oil. <laughs> nice. Well, there was one, we had another story a while back where like, the guy was like holding the vial of nitroglycerin, yeah, yeah. and I was like- Fucking Kool-Aid or something. Yeah, he's like, oh, we'll blow us all up, and I was like, dude, just somebody shoot that fucking vial, <laughs> yeah. blow his ass up. If it was a proper movie, it would have happened. Yeah. Uh, also in that robbery, they get a $10,000 bill. Really? Which was only used for interbank transfers, so, oh, so they couldn't spend it, it anywhere. Pretty much fucking useless. To you yep. kind of frame that one. <laughs> uh, Butch, in his case, was pronounced innocent, but he was still mad, so he just stays in jail and pouts. What? Because it was his horse that he stole. <laughs> he was pronounced innocent, but so he decided like, to stay in jail. He just sat there and was like, fuck you, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. What time of year was it? Probably winter. Yeah. That's. <laughs> oh, right. So there's just a spate of that happening all over the Oh, night. yeah. I'm looking at a sign that says chug water, and there's a dude just water. Well, I'm just saying water. that's what everyone Oh, does. it's a thing. That's like the local tourist industry back chug water, is you just stand by their city sign and do wow. what it says. That is one wow. That is one step below watching is, your nephew roll a hoop with a stick. That is some biggest ball of twine in Minnesota shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, they should change their name to Crouching Masturbator yeah. Wyoming. <laughs> Or like chug whiskey or something. Give money. Yeah, give money. <laughs> uh, so Butch's dad, Maxie, rode up to Montrose to get him. He found Butch reading a magazine with the cell door open. <laughs> oh, it's for the articles. I just like the articles, Dad. <laughs> he wanted Butch to come back home and farm, but Butch refused. I like the jail just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did uh, give his dad some gold pieces for his mother, but that was the last time the two spoke. He was just sitting there. In the jail cell with money. Well, I, mean, I forgot where we are. Yeah, the the well, and the he wasn't he wasn't being detained. He yeah, just I, decided I understand that. Yeah. But even if he was, like, oftentimes these guys have a pistol under their pillow. And when did that ever happen? Yeah, which one was that? Oh, that was really getting the shootout. Oh, the the prison Cherokee Bill prison kid thing. Yeah, Cherokee Bill. Yeah, Cherokee Bill. So after that, Butch goes to McCarty's cabin in the Mancos Mountains. Uh, Warner and McCarty were there. Uh, planning a robbery of Telluride's uh, San Miguel Bank. So it took a couple of months to plan. Meanwhile, they worked at a Carlisle Cattle Company near Monticello, Utah, which was a den of thieves. Like Moss Eisley Spaceport. Mm-hmm. So Warner cased the bank. He knew that Monday would be the day payroll would come in from the mines. Uh, Butch was the outside man and had to plan the escape out of town. Uh, they needed a fourth man to hold the horses, but Butch had the idea. Tie him up. Well, he had he had to uh, you know, make a cool jump on the horse like they do in the old westerns. Oh, where you jump up, try to jump up on their ass, but nine out of ten times they're going to freak out and kick you mm-hmm. for like a field goal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently, the marshal was out of town that day because they paid him off with twenty three hundred dollars. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, they had a relay of five horses on the escape route. In a straight Pony, Pony Express style. So they waited across the street on the morning of July 24th, uh, had a whiskey, and then watched uh, the officer at the bank leave, leaving only one teller inside. So they go just walking across the street, pull their banana, bandanas, not <laughs> bananas. bananas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stick them up. <laughs> You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? Uh, but the job went fast, and McCarty gave the teller a check with small handwriting, 
So when the teller bent over to read it, he slams the teller's head into the... Oh, desk. Oh, yep. smart. <laughs> kind of mean, but smart. Butch and Warner jumped the counter and stuffed cash into bags. Within a few minutes, they had $22,000, and they were out the door. That's Holy a shit. lot of money for a great team. Fucking uh, So Butch uh, did pull off that uh, horse jump, but he lost his hat in the... <gasps> oh, no! And then he was arrested for not wearing a hat. So he stopped. No, he just stopped. Well, stops. Like, wait, wait. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Cut. Uh, a moment later, the teller uh, came out the door, but McCarty shot at his feet. Ooh. Dance! Uh, they made their escape, but on the fifth relay, McCarty's horse started limping, but they uh, looked out, and a man came across him driving a wagon, and they stole one of his horses. They also rode past Harry Adsit, someone who had Butch had worked uh, at his ranch, and they recognized him. Howdy, Harry. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, all right? So the posse ca- caught up with Adsit. James Beetle was leading the posse. He's a lost beetle. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really want to do it since Marshall, uh, the marshal was gone. So uh, Beetle asked Atsit to lead the posse, but Atsit slowly cantered in the direction of Butch and the cohorts, not in any hurry because he knew Butch yeah. didn't want to really arrest him. Right. Yep. right. Nice guy. Cool. Nice guy. So they made it 80 miles in the first 12 hours. That's how you do with relays. Uh, they were so you far ahead. 80? 80 miles in 12 hours. Jesus. Fucking That's hell. hauling ass on mm-hmm. oh, horse. Uh, they were so far ahead, they stopped a few times, kind of to divvy up the loot. They also played tricks on their pursuers, putting gunny sacks on the horses' hooves while they went over the rocks. So they definitely didn't have a trail then. Uh, another time they saw the posse down below while they were up in the mountain. Uh, they found an Indian pony earlier and tied a large brush to its tail and gave it a whack on the ass and sent it down the mountain. Oh, to, like, make to a, rake their tracks? Oh, no, they, they wanted to make, make a bunch a, of... Make a, bigger trail for them to follow the right oh, way. And, and a big ruckus there. So yeah. it sounded like a whole bunch of people were after him. What is there just like some poor like Paiute guy shows up after taking a dump and his horse is just <laughs> gone. <laughs> so two weeks later they spied another posse at Whipsaw Flat. Yeah. Uh, Warner spied somebody looking at him with a spy glass. Well, like they met. <laughs> oh, shit. They both have spy glasses <laughs> and they do that fucking <laughs> lady in the tramp only with you know. <laughs> looks. Looks. So they ride off with the posse following. Uh, they get into a canyon, but didn't realize they're boxed in because it was a dead end. So they double back towards their pursuers. They had their rifles out and ready, but the posse's, posse didn't think they're that stupid and go into a dead end. So no. they actually stay up on the canyon <laughs> waiting for him to come out the other side, but it was a dead end. So yeah. they didn't know. Sweet. But their horses were on their last legs by two weeks in. So they <laughs> traded with some friendly Utes. Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. And along the White River in Colorado, and they spy another posse and made it into Browns Park, uh, 160 miles west. And they hide out at Charlie Krause's cabin playing poker. But three days later, a ranch hand came in saying the posse was three miles away and asking about him. So they take off again to Robber's Roost. There you go. It's a good place to hide because uh, I think we showed you pictures of people like the canyon canyoneer in there. Oh yeah, the uh, we were looking at it. I think it was when he was up oh, getting yeah. shit. I love that it's called Robber's Roost. Yep. This is like a big sign. Yeah, it's like a giant nest. Welcome to Robber's Roost. We got well, later Robber's they... Roost, Hole in the Wall, and what's... Uh, Outlaw Cave. Outlaw, Outlaw Cave, That yeah. one's kind of the worst name. Yeah. Welcome to Outlaw Cave. <laughs> no outlaws here. Where we have... Yeah. Yeah, Robber's Roost, like these slot canyon type situations. Oh, yeah. That's some Indiana Jones shit. Right. I mean, you know, if you're an 1800s townsperson, that's some... Pretty uninviting shit. Yeah, for, for sure. Your posse to go into, especially that one right there. Look, it looks like 
like uh, Raider, or uh, what's the third one? Uh, crusade. Cru- last yeah, crusade. Last Crusade, mm-hmm. where they go to that fucking weird temple in Jordan. I don't know where Will found the people that are like, oh, there we go. There's a lot of people like waiting and yeah, tepid fucking water in there. Like, you could not pay me. No. To no, they're not swimming in that shit. So they stay there for the summer of 1889. Uh, Butch later runs into his brother Dan in Milford, Utah. Uh, Dan wanted to get in on the gang, but Butch said, you know, you don't want to live this life. And as, he's, as he's flashing huge wads of cash. <laughs> you don't want you want no part of this, do we? It's like the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he said his brother was too slow and stupid to and would be oh, caught. He was kind of letting him down easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really wish he could, Johnny, but there's like You're too dumb and stupid. No. <laughs> slow. <laughs> a few months later, Dan took up with a third rate outlaw named Bill Brown. By the end of the year, Dan was on his way to Detroit Federal Prison for robbing a stagecoach carrying the mail. Ooh, all that Big no-no. mail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, but imagine if you thought you were getting a strong box full of money. And oh, yeah, getting, this is letters. Dear Masha. You know, yeah. like, fuck. Uh, Butch was in the town of Green River, Utah, where he bumped into an old Circleville acquaintance, who later must have tipped off the authorities. Uh-oh, we, got, we have an arc. Back at Robber's Roost, a few days later, they saw a four-man posse riding up. But they're going the wrong way to a part where no water could be found. So uh, they worried that the posse men would die from thirst. So they fire a shot to get their attention and motion towards a spring. <laughs> what? I mean, that's considerate, but fuck, dude. Like, so while These the posse guys are too nice. But while the posse are drinking from the spring, Butch and Warner stepped out from the bushes and and took their guns. Oh, okay. Oh, so there sense. was some okay. wisdom. And since they like to fuck around, they stole the sheriff's pants and saddle. <laughs> Enjoy your diarrhea, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so the sheriff was sore between the legs by the time he got back home. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch went on to Brown's Park, where he worked for Herb Bassett, who was a Bassett hound. Butch spent much of his time reading there, as much as working. Then they move on to Du Bois, Wyoming, Wind River Country. I believe it's Dubois. Dubois. You no, know, if you're from there, it's... Do boys. We don't do talk boys. We don't talk French. There. We don't. We don't talk Frenchy. We just do boys. That's where they have the. Uh, what is it? The uh, Bighorn Sheep Institute. It's real. It's where they, they, where train, they, they train the sheep. Yep. To be like rocket scientists and shit. Yep. <laughs> we need more bighorns in STEM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but actually, it's uh, you go there on the way from Casper to Yellowstone. But uh, it's, it's real I've cool. It's like the- Badlands in the front, and then real mountains in the back. So. I'm- Fairly certain I've... It's like a, uh, the mullet of towns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's badass. Look at that. Oh, and also look up there. They have a jackalope in the yeah. gas station. Just yeah. running around? Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's I don't know, like 12 feet tall. Whoa. Oh, fuck. But it's made out of a patchwork of, of different Bears types of, shit. of... Yeah, different types of skins. It's pretty horrific Ugh. looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh my. Oh. <laughs> is there oh, a picture of it? Oh, is there? Good God. <laughs> Oh, the American flag behind it's a fucking fantastic touch. Also, the elderly gentleman sitting astride it. You know, oh, I thought maybe that jauntily would... waving his hat. Is that a real person? I thought. Yeah, you're you're allowed to sit on it and get your picture taken. That's oh, why it has I, th- a I thought that was part of the uh, taxidermy. It was just they, they <laughs> stuffed, <laughs> and stuffed, they stuffed an old, old guy retiring. No, <laughs> <laughs> there. It's a nice angle of. It looks like a. Yeah, he looks way different in this angle. Well, it looks like a rotting caribou carcass with like kind of a frankly. Attractive lady sitting on it, but it, oh, that's it, a different person. It definitely looks like it's, um, yeah, a chimera of coyote skins and fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got it's got a lot of different colors going on. Yeah, little pronghorn, little coyote, little jackrabbit. 
than a lot of America. <laughs> Stitched together. Yep. Uh, but between 1889 and 1894, Butch was going by George Casty, but there's not a lot of evidence what he was up to at the time. But we do know he was in Sheridan in 1890 since he was arrested for public intoxication, which you just have to do in Sheridan if you're stuck there right. anyway. Yeah. And he paid a $1 fine. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Bo's looking at more pictures of this giant fucking, uh, <laughs> I got what jackalope. appears to be two sorority sisters, one with a rifle. Yeah. Now sitting astride this thing. <laughs> But I can't tell what state flag that is. I don't, oh, it's Wyoming. Okay, there's I see the buffalo. Mm-hmm. So they've got a Wyoming state flag as a bandana on that thing now. And the one lady's wearing mirrored aviators and a cowboy hat. It's it's. Woo. I can just smell like Toby Keith. Like. Oh yeah, what was that jacket I saw? Did I tell you about that? This dude had a jacket, and on the back it was had this. It was the whole back was like a really shitty drawing of like um, Alan Jackson's face with a cowboy hat on. And it just said, if you don't like Alan Jackson, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Yes. Can do that with pretty much any music artist of your choice. Mm -hmm. I think the key is going to have to be a slightly off rendering of said artist. Yeah, it's it looks like I drew it. Like if I yeah, if I was going to do a Cindy Lauper one, you'd have to make sure like one eye is a little. Lower than the other one. Yeah, yeah, totally. be. If you don't like Tiny Tim, fuck <laughs> you. I was going to say, if you don't like the shags, yeah. you're normal. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't go back home to Circleville, not even going back to his brother's funeral because he fell off a horse while racing. He might not have been welcome back home anyway because he was robbing stuff. Yep. Probably just working at ranches during his time. He also might have worked as a butcher in Rock Springs, picking up the name Butch. Right. Wow, they were creative. Mm-hmm. Why, was, why was the Sundance Kid called the Sundance Kid? Because he was put in jail in Sundance, Wyoming. Yeah, why was it Big, big Nose George? Big, no, You know, you see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this. But this was the same time as those good old range wars in Wyoming. Mm. And cattlemen accused the settlers of rustling. rustling uh, and many horses were being stolen at this time. Uh, there are no direct ties uh, tying Butch to horse stealing at this time, but he did hang out with known rustlers. Like, since he was 17. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, Jakey Snyder, Billy Nutcher, and, Hal, <laughs> and N- Al Hainier. Nutcher, oh, God. It, there's nothing on the surface wrong with that word. No, it just feels gross. It, yeah, it sounds perverted in a way. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, those guys would be flush with money and then broken a few weeks after gambling and, you know, just repeating. Going out and nutching. John William Chapman, sounds like a serial killer. Sure, yep. He had a large horse breeding operation. Like the biggest horses around. Mm-hmm. Watch him fuck. 48 hands. <laughs> that was on the Stinking Water River. Mm. Uh, that's in Wyoming. That's where- it has uh, got to be down by uh, Thermopolis. Uh, no, I think it's the Shoshone, which is underwater now, partly because of the, oh. the dam by- uh, uh, Cody, okay. that area. It's that's, still not too far. It's just like, I mean, I've, told, I've talked about Thermopolis before. It's literally a fucking hot, giant hot spring that dumps into that river. Yeah. Or um, what was the the trapper that the, came from Lewis and Clark? Oh. Um, he, he, they they figured he might have found Yellowstone, but it's more likely he found, found that river. Oh, Coulter's, Coulter's Coulter, Billings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coulter's Hell. Coulter's Billings or Coulter's, Coulter's Hell, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They couldn't say boiling, bailings. So the, his horses start to disappear, uh, along with some neighbors. Like like a Marvel movie, like a Thanos <laughs> snap situation. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't feel so good, Mr. Cassidy. <laughs> so uh, when he's talking to his neighbor about who's stealing these horses, Butch's name comes up. Can we call him by his full name? Mm-hmm. Butcher Cassidy? Yep. That definitely sounds like a wrestler, actually. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Chapman went looking for Butch. Uh, he heard he was living nearby on Alkali Creek with Al Hainier, uh, who was a drunk and a skunk. Not just drunk as a skunk. No. But Butch was non-judgmental to a fault. He didn't care if you're a drunk skunk. Chapman went to the cabin where they're supposedly staying. Uh, Chapman saw inside the walls were covered uh, sketches of different brands and ways to alter them, too. Oh. oh, practice. That's clever, but I'm just picturing that that's some... Reminds me of like seven or something, because, you know, brands are kind of abstract. Well, they're not abstract, but you know what I'm saying? It's just a bunch of scritchy Hieroglyphs, marks. yeah. Yeah, and some of them are, you know... Maltese crosses and just all sure. sorts. You walk into a cabin, there's nothing but that on the walls. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I'm leaving. <laughs> you can you can tell when he got kind of drunk because like as they as they progress, he's like turning them all into dicks. Yeah. But that cabin had been abandoned, so they had moved so on. Ran out of drawing space. Mm-hmm. A few days later, Chapman met a rancher that said he saw Butch and Hainier driving some horses with the brand of a pitchfork ranch that was owned by Otto Frank. And they were with, on their way to Evanston, 200 miles away. Chapman stopped at Fort Washaki, where he got the same story. And Evanston was kind of a stop on the railroad and a magnet for rustlers. So Chapman rode into Evanston and hung around there for a while. He didn't find Butch, but he went back home and started searching again in the spring. Because that will be great for mm. tracking after the snows <laughs> yeah. have melted. <laughs> Uh, early March, Chapman and four unofficial deputies arrive in Auburn, Wyoming. That's 130 miles north of Evanston. Took a couple weeks, but they learned that Butch and Hainier hired a 12-year-old girl to haul them supplies from town. Okay. <laughs> and probably make fun of them, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, that was L. Ron Hubbard. That would, if, if you disappointed him, he hired 12-year-old girls to come and... And, like, giggle at you? No, just, just berate you. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> Uh, so they track him to that ranch, Chapman does, uh, up on Stumps Creek. Uh, they came up behind Hainier and drew a pistol on him and tied him to a tree. They asked him, where's Cassidy? And he said, in the cabin. And the deputy stepped in the cabin just as Butch was stepping out the back door and yelled, stop, I have a warrant for your arrest. Come with me. Oh, okay. Butch said, I'll be damned if I do. Ooh. Uh, with another deputy, he, uh, wrestled for a gun. Uh, I guess there's three guys wrestling for a gun, because I wrote three-way on there for some reason. Unless I was just thinking about that. Uh, one deputy had a pistol against Butch's stomach and pulled the trigger, but it misfired. Pulled the trigger again and again, and each time it misfired. This motherfucker needs to learn how to maintain his shit. <laughs> is, uh, is Butch Cassidy, is he still, uh, is he like, you know, faithful, or is he kind of doesn't give a fuck about the Mormon church? Oh, he... I don't think he did. I think he after him. after twelve stealing those jeans. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was pretty much over. Sweet. Yeah. So it's pure luck. God isn't real. Mm-hmm. Got but, it. But on the fifth pull, the gun did go off, and the shot grazed Butch's forehead, and it drew a little blood. So after that, Butch complied. No. Oh. And the deputies found eight stolen horses on the on the property there. But it took Butch six weeks to cover from his head wound. He and Hainier in jail. They asked for a postponement so they can scrape together some cash for his lawyers. Scrape together some cat. We got to go rob a Robin. couple more banks so <laughs> yeah. can pay for my lawyer. Uh, I don't know what I wrote here. Hainier was represented by Coker Philophade Rathbone. <laughs> okay. That doesn't seem like a name. It's not Cocker? Nope. Okay. Butch was represented by Douglas Arnold Preston. 
who is a future attorney general of Wyoming, because uh, uh, earlier he saved him from a bar fight in Rock Springs a year earlier. So he gets this guy Wait, to Wait, Butch help. saved the this the, his lawyer from a bar fight? Yep, cool. a year earlier. Hey. So they charged the two with theft of a single horse, valued at $40. Not a married horse. Yep. <laughs> but the horse wasn't worth more than $25, they said. Uh, the bail was set high at $400, which they couldn't pay. Way too many for a $25 horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 1893, the trial started. Uh, Butch and Hayneer's defense said that Billy Nutcher said that they were his animals and they just needed to be picked up from a neighboring corral. But Nutcher didn't honor the subpoena and didn't show up to uh, support that story. So they Asshole. interviewed his hat. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so the first trial, they find him not guilty, but a second trial was held for another horse theft, and the case pushed back till June 94. Uh, this time, Butch was prosecuted by Billy Simpson, who was friends with Butch and his family. But Nutcher didn't appear again to back up that dumb Damn story. Nutcher. Yeah, fucking asshole. What a fucking Nutcher. <laughs> Pull the Nutcher again. Yeah. During the 4th of July break on the trial, Hayneer and two others tried to kill Billy Simpson while he was getting his horse from a stable one morning. But he gets away. Butch and Hayneer's bail was revoked after that, and they're put in jail again. <laughs> uh, so Butch gets two years in prison, and Hayneer got off. Aww. Even though he tried to kill the prosecutor. What the fuck? <laughs> but two years was a light punishment at the time for horse theft, because most of the time he got about 10 years. Right. He... Well, that, and I don't think he even ended up serving that full two years, did he? Nope. Cool. Let's go to the pen, penitentiary in Rollins. But before he left, he spent the night in the prosecutor Billy Simpson's house. More specifically, his sister's room, oh. Ida. <laughs> uh, Butch was a model prisoner, though. But uh, a 16-year-old horse thief named Charlie Brown escaped by digging his <laughs> tunnel with a spoon. <laughs> he dug out with a spoon? But he was ca- uh, quickly captured and hung from the ceiling for 10 days. What? Uh, with a ball and chain on him. So it was like medieval oh, stuff. Fuck. Whoa, they like sl- just like slowly fucking murdered Charlie Brown? Mm-hmm. No, like, I mean, like hung by his arms on oh, his, his neck. For 10 days, I mean, Jesus. Oof. But, well, this is a 16-year-old kid, too, right? Mm-hmm. Good God, man. You don't tunnel out with yeah, I guess you fucking don't. Yeah, you use you a pickaxe. Trying to murder a prosecutor is one thing, but tunneling with a spoon. But the judge in Butch's case uh, asked the governor to release him early, so uh, after visiting him in jail in 1895, he said, Cassidy is a man that would be hard to describe, a brave, daring fellow, and a man well calculated to be a leader. So he only gets six months, and he's out of jail. But after that, Butch uh, takes criminaling seriously okay. and steps it up. Thank you, so Judge. So that's probably a good thank place you, to judge stop. For, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Judge, for believing in my leadership qualities. Yeah, I'm right. going to go lead some criminal <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's like, you know, I've been doing it for fun for so long. I think I should just get really serious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make, a, make a career out of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, this is rad. I had, I mean, obviously, I've heard this guy's name like fucking yeah. my whole life. But never knew shit about him. I really didn't much until like the last week when I've been trying to research it. I don't. I know why he, he probably escaped my attention a lot more because I think of him more as like Utah area kind of shit. Even though he was up in Montana, Wyoming stuff mm-hmm. too. I tend to kind of ignore those guys a little more than yeah. the stuff that happened around in my neck of the woods. But is uh, it, does the movie cover his like his chi- like early childhood shit, or is it kind of pick up kind of where we're at right it now? It kind of picks up. Uh, kind of when that posse's leading, uh, chasing them, chasing them everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah, but uh, most most of the movies gonna be what we'll be talking about next. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, I can't wait to get into that. 
Yeah. Um, yes, we're going to finish this off next week, and we will be back with that. But until then, we're going to go out in a hail of McRib Tooth Fire. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. So. Talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way He got things done Sleeping on the job Those raindrops are falling